Welcome to the Jobapreneur Podcast. This is Easy Money Drew. Please like, subscribe, forward, share, all of the above because this is purpose-driven. While I find my personal legend, I want to help you find yours. Anyhow, let's get to it. But first, like, subscribe, share, follow, forward, all of the above for all of the social medias. Holla at your boy. Welcome to the podcast. All right, this is the JEP or Jabapreneur podcast live. I'm going to stay focused because I got the man, the legend, Scott Jackson Eric, who's coming on. And he's about to share some game about his Jabapreneur story. I'm super excited to interview Scott, mainly because um, he's actually helped a business partner and I get rolling with a very unique business model, which we'll probably touch on. Um, as a part of the podcast, this is really about Scott's story. So I'm super excited. Uh, I love doing my podcast because, uh, it allows stories to get out there for really super amazing and awesome individuals. And Scott is one of those. Follow Scott. Please also share this again. This is the job podcast with easy money, Drew, and we are going live with Mr. Scott, Eric, the, the legend. I just watched you talk for like <clears throat> two minutes and I thought we were talking. And then I realized that I hadn't requested. <laughs> Got he! <laughs> Got he! <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't accept the request yet. I was trying to make sure I got through like all my opening stuff. That way, as soon as you came on, I could just go in and be like, Scott, tell everybody in the world, or at least my 12 followers, why you're awesome. So um, that being said, though, seriously, I really appreciate your time. Um, I was saying earlier that I know you through um, a business venture that me and a business partner are, are in called uh, Spring Free EV, which is an electric vehicle disruptor, disruptive. I don't even know what the hell to call you guys, but you guys are killing the game when it comes to uh, electric vehicle uh, rentals um, and allowing investors, small business owners, so forth, to get into that space um in a way that i think is an extremely unique model if you want to touch on that we can but if you don't that's fine too because a podcast is all about being a job entrepreneur that's individuals who uh earn their income both in an active income space in some way shape or form but they also have other things that they do to either build wealth or create change or impact uh that is also kind of like either their passion or or their way that um they they leave their footprint imprint on the world yeah so yeah is it so so what's the question <laughs> yeah there, there, there was no question there was no question at all uh so something that i yeah. like to do is is called rant uh but yeah. uh let's let's actually just jump into the podcast so ladies and gentlemen i i have scott eric on he is a uh professional who works in the electric car rental space with a company called Spring Free EV, but he's also a movie producer. Talk about cool and sexy. And it's cool and sexy because I've never had a anyone in the production space on, whether it's movies, shows, or anything in between. So I, I'd love for you to just kind of share your story, uh, your background on how you got into your space. Um, you know, uh, my definition of a job entrepreneur is somebody who does multiple things to build their their wealth, their income, so on and so forth. 
Um, so if you want to kind of yeah, tie some of that sure. in, that'd be great. Um, well, thanks for asking, man. Um, I think I, like, first, I, I mean, it's like, do I give the, like, 50-minute answer to this or the five-minute answer? But um, I was always a performer when I was, like, growing up. I just kind of had that um, thing. And then I uh, found my way to theater, like, pretty quickly. Um, and then as I got into theater in high school, I started to realize that I was like wanting to call the shots on what was being done and like who was saying what, um, and how they were saying it. Uh, and so I ended up getting an independent study, uh, in high school, uh, in film. And, uh, there were some guys that kind of like paved the way before me to do that. But basically my high school had a deal where they were like, if we don't offer the class, you can, uh, like you can take it or like you, you can like make it for yourself. You just had to get like, yes, yeah, so you, you had to get, get someone what? to sponsor you. And so my art teacher sponsored me. Um, so I watched like a lot of Letterman <laughs> over that in a closet. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I made movies, I actually made a, a, a rap video for an accounting firm that year. My buddies, my, yeah, my what? buddies, dad, it's called Forget the Beans. Honestly, made it in like 2000. That was what, like 2012 is when I graduated high school. And so uh, it's one of the best things I've ever made. I'm so proud of it. I'll find it and like send it to you. But just uh, we, we like channeled a lot of the Beastie Boys, um, which they were, the Beastie Boys were a huge influence on me. Um, but yeah, then like after high school, I, uh, I grew up in, like, a really small town, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, not, like, a super small town, but, like, a, a small town. And I kind of knew if I jumped to New York or L.A. directly that I would probably get burnt out pretty quick and just shoot up and spit out. So I went to Austin, yeah. um, which was, like, this great middle ground to get into. Um, and I just jumped on sets, Um like and started working um, and that was after my freshman year of college um and i so i transferred I, I actually went to austin community college for three semesters while i applied and did not get into ut nice. uh and yeah so i, I spent a year what? establishing residency because I, I like i didn't make good grades in school whatsoever um and uh yeah so i like applied to UT and didn't get in but the whole year that I was like trying to apply I um like had been working on sets and stuff and like had built like I had already like grown this uh network of like film and stuff so I remember I called my dad when I didn't get in I was like hey I didn't get into UT and he just was like so <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, <laughs> I, I it do, sounds like you have an really awesome dad. dad. What? He's like, dude, like, he's like, basically, his point was like, that school is supposed to get you to like what you're already doing right now. Um, and so, but then I realized, like, while yeah. I was in the window of this, that I wanted to, um, like, while I was in that window, I wanted to, uh, I did want to get a degree because I didn't want to be a schmuck without a degree. Um, and so I went to Texas State, which is like. 
Uh, hold on, public service announcement. Anyone who doesn't have a degree, you're not a schmuck just because Scott said so. So uh, I blame Scott for but saying that. You can do a me. lot without not degrees. Me. Most of the people that change the world don't have degrees. So like, that's fine. Uh, but I, for myself, I would, like personally, I would have been a schmuck. Now, this. <laughs> um, but anyway, so then I, I went to, uh, yeah, I went to Texas State and I, uh, and I literally, I didn't, I just was like, I got to get a degree. Like, it's a window of like when my parents are going to yeah. pay for it. it. It was like pretty cheap school-wise. Like, it was only five grand a semester because I had like in-state. So I was like, that, I don't feel bad about like doing this. Um, and I literally just like read a list of the majors and it was the one that I liked was like business management slash entrepreneurship. Um, and then I went to, so I ended up going to like business school. Um, and I feel like I learned more about filmmaking from that than, than anything else. Um, yeah, really. And it's all, all film is is running like a small business for, you know what I mean. That ha it's like it's a the project is a business. It's just project management. Um, I mean, like the creative side is yeah. a big thing, but I didn't like. I kind of always that was always like ticking for me, so I didn't really like. I felt like, yeah. like I was like I was cultivating that by going to like I Love Video, um, which is this like uh, was this movie like blockbuster place in uh, in Austin. Um, cause like no one can convince you to like love what you love. You can only like respond to whatever's already there, like the fire inside. Yeah. And so yeah, for me, I was like, I need to know like what to do with that shit. Um, and like, yeah, you know, but I mean, I stumbled yeah. my way through it, man. I made, I made a D in both of my accounting and it was like, it was the most like accounting shit ever. It was just like, it was totally like end of the year, like, what do I have to make in order to pass? You know what I mean? And then, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, all right. Wait, wait, hold on. Back up. So, you, you learned the most from this degree, or you feel like you, you learned a ton from a, a film perspective, but you also had to stumble through certain parts, which it sounds like were like the non film uh, related um, things. Um, like, how'd you stay motivated to, to like, like not just say screw it. Cause I've already been in the industry. Uh, all these classes that Dude, I'm the stumbling through film industry are just a waste of time. Like, it's so, it is <laughs> like the worst of people comes out in the film industry. It, it is not a industry that's going to yeah. take care of you. It isn't yeah. Harvey Weinstein. That's that was, not a, that joke, was a terrible, man. inappropriate the, the, joke. The dude's a joke, but it's like, like there's a great uh, along that line. There's this like old, uh, this old joke that's like two producers are watching like a young, uh, attractive production assistant walk by. One producer like says to the other, "Man, I'd really like to screw her," and then the other producer says, "Out of what?" You know, and like that's the that's the mindset of like produce. It's like, wow. it's not. It's just. Wow. It's so ass backwards of like, just it's it's a very greedy industry. It's a very like white knuckled industry yeah. of like, I like, like I'm gonna give yeah. the least amount to like get the most amount, and it's not like what like we do and like how we met and like you cultivate 
great relationships. You, like a guy I used to work, you work for, I yeah. think about this all the time, but he says like, you celebrate what you value, right? So like, if I, if I value you, then I'm going to celebrate your bank account. You know what I mean? As much as I can, like, I'm going to pay you well. Yeah. Uh, and like, and just so you know, yeah. employers paying somebody well is paying them a little bit more than you want to like a good benchmark for like if yep. somebody's being paid well or not. Um, and so, yeah, because I knew that and I couldn't like trust the film industry to like take care of me. I knew that I had to take care of myself in a way. And I knew that like down the road, like I'm still not a dad, but um, I'm not married, but I'm like when I'm married and I'm, and I have kids, I want to lay my head down knowing that like I have a degree and knowing that like if the shit hits the fan, yeah. I can go get some entry level job like, or whatever. Like I just, I'll have that kind of like base qualification that I could rather than just being like, I put yeah. all my eggs in the film basket and now all my eggs are cracked. I got you. I got you. Well then, so, so let's, let's talk about um, life after college because um once you're past college it's like real world at that point right so like like how do you, you did you uh balance i'm back in the real world you're already there right away right i mean you you literally were working in the industry right away while also in community college but now you're i assume full time going at it while also um now you know leveraging your degree potentially to making yeah make sure I mean, that you're you're kind of stable it was bumpy for sure because like i had three when i was in college i had three like huge opportunities like almost happened and then not um so that was like and that was all film Dang. stuff and that was all like when i say huge opportunities I mean, like, one of the – that means, like, I'm in the room with, like, people that I have no business, like, being in the room with. But when it came time for the ink to dry, like, the pen didn't show up. And so, for me, like, like I was super burnt out after college, and I was like, I got to regroup. And that's – I found my way to, like, Nashville, and I basically, like, kind of did a sabbatical for, like – uh for about like four to five months and i just was like what do i really love and like of, of everything that just happened like what do i what do i really love and i, I realized that what yeah. i loved was like sitting in a coffee shop and writing a movie um and that like no one could take that away from me and that i would do like whatever i had to do to like support that um and then uh after about a year and a half in Nash, or really about a year no yeah it was like a, almost a year exactly like my best friend in nashville was like you got to go to la and i was like wow like if the one guy that has like every reason to be like don't leave is like you got out of here then like yep. you should probably get the fuck out of there you know what i mean like, uh <laughs> and then i i like i mean uh yeah i, I don't know if any uh, what 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 prompted your best friend to to give you that feedback? Like, so, were you sitting in a coffee shop and you're on like? Cousin was one of the first, or, uh, like, hundred employees at Rivian, um, and so he lives in Orange County. And so when I saw him at Christmas that year, he was like, "You got to move to LA. You got to move to LA. Like, come on, come on, just come out." And he was like, "I'll get you a job at Rivian," and I was like, "And I had just gotten settled in Nashville at this point." 
just like bro like thank yeah. you but like i like i had been like a tumbleweed for like 18 months and i was like i just got my name on a lease like i can't just like uproot and go like thank you and then i like texted him a couple months later and i was like like how much would i be making at rivian and, like, <laughs> and he was like dude I'll, I'll get you like 80 g's and i was like duff like that was like i never even thought about that and then <laughs> i was sitting in the car with my buddy yep, yep. oh because i think what happened was one of my friends in new york texted me and asked me if i wanted to apply for a job and, and i was like how much does it make and she was like 70 and i was like someone just asked me if i wanted to apply for a job that like i had made up I, I was making like 35 grand at this point i was like someone just asked me if i wanted to yeah, double my salary yeah. and then like and I was, I was like wait if they said that then like what's my cousin offering you know that didn't even end up yep. none of that ended up working out but i like really realized at that point like yeah la might be like more expensive but you can also make more money like there's a proportional yep. uh whatever to that yeah yep. was, did i answer yep. your question okay yeah you, you did but uh but it leads to the next question which is um so now you decide to move out to la none of that ended up working out i was working so for warby work parker out? at the time and the pandemic hit um, I had asked them if I could work remotely for them beforehand. And they told me that my performance wasn't good enough to do so, which was very true. Um, and, and, <laughs> and then the pandemic hit and I was like, oh, sweet. Now I can just go do this, you know? Um, and so, cause everything went remote and then, yeah, about, I, I was going to move in April, but then the pandemic hit and then, a room opened up uh, in the house that I'm in now through a friend of a friend, and it was like October was go time. So I had to, I had to do it. Um, and so I took that job with Warby like with me, and I just knew like, uh, this is kind of a funny story, but like I was so over it at like War warby because that was never supposed to, i was going to be there for like four months and ended up being there like a year and a half um and yeah. i remember my buddy told me i a friend of mine was like over at our place the night before and uh and he was like he runs a post-production house here in town and he was like, God, I got this big project. I'm like trying to hire people. And he's like, nobody wants to work. And I was like, how much are you paying? And he's like, 20 an hour. And I was like, would you pay 25 an hour? And he's like, yeah, maybe. And so I wasn't even thinking about it at that point. But then like two days later, my boss at Warby was like, who is a good friend of mine was like, dude, like you kind of have to like go in one direction or another here. Like you kind of have to like sink in or head out. And I was just like, yep here's my two weeks notice and i called and i called my buddy and i was like hey I'm can i come do your thing for 25 an hour and he was like sure and the next morning the next morning at 10 a.m i had a totally different Ooh. job uh, yeah it was crazy isn't talk about following your purpose all right for those who don't know because i don't i'm not in movie production um or production film anything of that nature a post uh, a production house is, is what uh it's been, it would have looked a lot different uh, before the digital age, but like now it's a, 
it's just like an open floor space with a bunch of computers and servers. Uh, and it's where all the editing and coloring and like sound mastering happens. So, so why do you need a, I assume a team of folks doing that all in one place versus I guess really, uh, you said it looked different before the pandemic, really smart Dude, people from all over the place doing just their for parts. One of Nolan's, uh, Christopher Nolan's like trailers. Um, and he had to set up a camera yeah. in his room because he was doing it remotely. He had this camera in his room. What? Yeah, that had like a live feed on it. Isn't that funny? Um, so they could like monitor him so that he wasn't. But I don't know. I mean, you can do wow. it. I, it's more complicated with post production because like the equipment is more specific. You know, like if it's if you're in like a tech job, like you can do a lot with a MacBook. You know, but uh, this is like. Like you need like yeah. specific programs and all that stuff, and so like you know if you're able to have like um, know, like DaVinci Resolve is a uh, is a program that's used a lot uh, production, and if you have like uh -huh. ten licenses of DaVinci Resolve that you can assign to your server, then uh, you know if the, all the employees come in and then they can just like get on that server and the that license is assigned to a machine rather than like I assign this to your machine and then you go to Nantucket which is where you're going to work but now one of my resolves license is in Nantucket does that make sense like yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense all right so does does this job make you feel like you're moving more towards your I think it just helped me like check the bullshit um a lot like it was um I ended up being there for two months and then I got a job with a startup in the electric vehicle space um that i don't know how much i want to talk about but it wasn't a great experience uh and i was there for 10 months and then um i ended up finding uh the place that i told you not to say that you said at the beginning of the podcast oh crap my bad <laughs> uh, but yeah and then i i ended up finding this uh job and this job's completely changed my life it's fully remote uh making good coin um really understanding people and uh and it's allowed me to yeah i've like i've got one movie right now that i'm really excited about that will hopefully get made this year and then i just started doing uh this late night show um which i really love and we're nice. going to be releasing starting around february 1st uh but we've got about 10 episodes in the can so it's going to be a dude what scott you are the fucking man sorry say it again i got a call all right i said dude what scott you are the effing man but i'm not going to yeah. cuss again because i try not to cuss on my podcast um i mean i don't care if my guests do i'm just I try, you know, like like I also try to follow directions and not to say names of companies I'm not supposed to say names of. But obviously, I, I don't follow my, my own uh, guidance. All right, so so this this journey so far, um, so I'm calling you a job entrepreneur because you've held down multiple jobs, but also you're pursuing your entrepreneurial passions. Um, the, the, the set of jobs that you've had and the path that you've gone down um, – could you see it playing out? Could you have seen it play out any other way besides those three big, almost deals that fell through right out of college? Like, are are there any other, I don't know, inflection points or uh, like like 
time frames where you're just like, man, if I would have made this decision, I would have gotten here sooner or yeah, maybe when I lived differently. In New York, uh, which is a part of this that I left out, but I lived in New York four months. My uh, yeah, my roommate told me the most important thing a man can do is be honest with himself and honest with God. And uh, Ooh. the Say most important thing a man can do is be honest with himself and honest with God. Um, and I think there's a ton of truth Ooh. in that. Um, and uh, and it should be the same honesty, like both ways. And I think there were some times along the way where, like, I was maybe more emotionally attached to, like, a certain outcome happening. And so yeah. I wasn't honest with myself about the likelihood of that happening or, like, even if that happening, like, would have been good. And if I had kind of, like, yeah, taken the, like, kick to the groin a little bit sooner and then been like, oh, okay, like, what should I do now? There would have been. Yeah, right and i hurt think, but now like, i can refocus. if you can administer the blow then you can also recover quicker uh, <laughs> yeah wow so, dude you should be, thanks, be like a philosopher thank i'm just saying I, yeah well uh what, what what's the going rate for a philosopher and i'll <laughs> well, I don't know. And like the uh, in the BC, the BC era, the only thing that was guaranteed AC, a philosopher AD. in the BC era is that like you would die not of your own accord. You know. Also, very true. Actually, so maybe you shouldn't be a philosopher. <laughs> well, um, I, I actually would argue that uh, many successful film producers are philosophers in their own right, especially those who find like their niche and they build out these these big either storylines or uh, universes or whatever else uh, because they get to tell stories inside those that really reflect, I think, uh, you know, personal perspectives that, that uh, mm -hmm. you know, impact the world or change yeah, the world. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's, I I say this thing a lot that's like, Every time I watch a movie, I, I want to have my life changed. Like that's that's why that's why I go in, right? Like I, I want to be taken out of like where I am and like transported into something different. Or and generally, like someone was asking me recently, like what that meant, and I was like, I think it just means like I want to think about something differently. Like just like the littlest, yeah. thing, you know what I mean? Like I just want, want something different yeah. to be made. And sometimes it's like. You know, um, like I saw two movies this year that I don't even really know I would say that I liked, but that really changed my life. And one of them was called uh, Vortex, and it's like uh, about an elderly couple, but it's told so like you're watching one screen a lot in the honestly in a lot of the ways that like this screen is set up, but think about it landscape like yeah. horizontal. Yeah. You're watching two things yeah. uh, at once that are the in the same time does that make sense and it's a really boring movie yep. Yep. but yep. It, you're watching like an elderly couple basically die and for like two and a half hours and that i had never seen anything like it i had never thought i never thought about like what you could do with a function like that you know um i just 
saw the whale like 10 days ago and uh i don't know if you did have you seen that to like brendan uh who's the guy in the mummy yeah um brendan plays like Fraser. a 700 pound man um who's like basically incredibly handicapped and like i never really thought about what life would be like for someone like that you know and i saw it like did i love it yeah parts of it but it's yeah, yeah i i think like kind of back to your original point like you do you have your own philosophy and like you that's your chance to to share it i love it man i love it all right so mm -hmm. we're right at about time um i close out my podcast by asking the same question and that's uh for my guest to give their definition of a job entrepreneur what is someone who um you know fits that description for you um the the word you made up is it yeah <laughs> scott kiss my ass so i can say that to scott y'all because scott is awesome as a sales rep for a company i'm not going to say again and if you didn't catch the live version it will be edited out i promise scott you'll see because we'll send you edit version I've, i also really want that movie um the one that you did in high school because we'll uh we'll drop some clips of it in on the uh the edited version and we'll put the depending on how long it is the entire thing at the end of of sure. the video if you're uh, okay um, with that yeah. yeah all right anyways back to yes the word i made up back to my word i made like up continuing to find a way to do what you want you know um and you shouldn't let money determine that yeah, I love it. And you, you should the freaking man. But money determines right, one way or the other. Like, you know, it's money makes the world go round. But like, you sh you can turn down money if it's not the right thing. Um, and you also shouldn't just do yep. something for money because, yeah, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, life is too. Short and so am I. Well, I'm short. I don't know, Scott. You look like you're probably tall. You're probably like six eight. I don't know. We've never met in yeah. person. At some point, I'm, we'll I'm a solid six foot, my man. Uh, oh, you tall people get on my nerves. My older brother's six four. <sighs> All right. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, Scott. I don't. Wait until wait until you meet Charles, the guy that I you mean, know from you know, some. Venture. Um, Charles is yeah. What Did was he that? play ball? Uh, no, he wow. he was a wrestler. Yeah, but but he also is very serious about the gym. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm Me very too. serious about my eating. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Um, we got to cut it here. I appreciate your time. Um, if you have anything that I can do for you, please let me know. I definitely want to support as you continue to grow and succeed in life so that yeah. you don't forget about me. And then give me a hundred grand so I can make this movie this year. I'll, I'll say thanks, man. Oh, I got you. I got uh, you. No hey, problem. It's a pleasure to, to <laughs> be on, and uh, thanks for asking me to do it. Hey, right, uh, No care. problem, Scott. Take it easy. I gotta say this, like, subscribe, share, forward.
whatever other social media stuff you say to let Easy Money Drew and the crew know that you support, you understand, you get it, and you're learning. We appreciate you. Hey there, it's Easy Money Drew, Mr. Jabba Panor, and I'm super excited because you stayed till the end, which means you love the content that we're putting out, and I don't want you to miss a thing. So please, please, please hit that subscribe button so that I can make sure I get you more content that is all about highlighting job entrepreneurs, growth, impact, and finding your potential, passion, and purpose all while you grow to live your best life. Holla at your boy. Thank you for watching. Popping in every city.